and glad. From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Dr. Shelton Smith, and this is Making a Difference. We welcome you. This is Friday. We're looking straight ahead into the weekend, and I hope that you're going to find a good, solid, gospel-preaching, Bible-believing, Christ-honoring church somewhere in your general area. Take your family. Be in church on Sunday morning. Be in church on Sunday night. Take in everything, including the Sunday school. Have a great weekend at the house of God this week. Now, I want to mention to you again Tonight, I'm scheduled to be at the Lakecrest Baptist Church in Waterford, Michigan, and then again on Sunday. I'll be with them Sunday morning and Sunday night. That's the Lakecrest Baptist Church in the northern suburbs of Detroit in the city of Waterford, and we look forward to seeing many of our friends there. And then Monday and Tuesday, I'm scheduled to be at the Grace of Calvary Baptist Church in Erie, Pennsylvania. That is a meeting that we do every year and have for many, many years, and we look forward to being there in Erie at Grace of Calvary Baptist Church Monday night and Tuesday night this coming week. So join me in some of these great meetings around the country. Now, if you've been with us over the last several days, you know that we're looking at the book of Psalms and just one word, but it appears many times in the Psalms. That is the word blessed. And we have looked at any number of passages where that word occurs. And what we're discovering is that the source of blessing for our life is found in that word. And the source, of course, is the Lord. And the substance of that blessing is laid out very clearly, as well as how to secure that blessing. Today, we come to Psalm 128 and verse 1, which says, Blessed, there's the word, is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. Now, that is a companion to the verse we looked at yesterday in Psalm 112. And I'll repeat that verse for you. It says, Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. And yesterday we walked down through that 112th Psalm and looked at all of the details. Well, today we're going to look at the details that are found here in Psalm 128. Because once again, we learn that the fear of God is a key to the blessing that God wants to give. Now, when we talk about fear in relation to God, we're talking about an awe of God. We're talking about having reverence for Him. We're talking about respecting Him as He ought to be respected. And what I'm looking at here today, when I read this verse in Psalm 128, I'm looking at the blessing of being respectfully obedient to the Lord. This text ties the fear of God to us following Him obediently. Some people, it seems, want the benefits of the Lord's blessings, but they shy away from the burden of obedience to Him. And I mention it as the burden of obedience because there is a responsibility. It's not just something that you can take lightly, but you have to give yourself to it devotedly, and thus obedience is a result of us looking to God and having the right respect for Him. Obviously, when we, quote, fear Him acceptably, we will honor Him with our obedience. You remember the early Christians in the book of Acts. In fact, chapter 5 and verse 29 of Acts tells us their testimony was, we ought to obey God rather than men. And sometimes we get too absorbed with men and forget about what we ought to do with God. But those early Christians said, number one priority is that we obey God. We can talk with men, we can work with men, we can obey men, as long as we don't have a conflict in our obedience to God. We need to take care to note 
that the Bible does say a great deal about the fear of God. For example, in Psalm 111 and verse 10, it tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. How in the world can we become a person that is wise, that makes good decisions, that has discretion about things. How can we do that? Well, we start by getting ourselves lined up with the Lord like we ought to be lined up. And when we do that, that is the gateway to wisdom. It is the entrance point to becoming a person who has some good judgment about themselves. And this goes on to say in Psalm 111.10, A good understanding have all they that do His commandments. That is, if we follow the Lord like we ought to follow Him, understanding does come. And that verse has one more piece to it where it says, His praise endureth forever. Now, what that's telling me is when you and I get lined up with the Lord right, we'll be talking good about Him, we'll be saying the right things about Him, and we'll be delighted to tell other people how good it is to be thusly connected with the Lord. Here's another verse that tells us something about the fear of God. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 26 says, "...in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. So yes, there are benefits that come from us having a proper fear of the Lord. We can be confident. We can be strong. We can know that we have a place to which we can go whenever we have great difficulty, whenever we have great needs and burdens. We have a place of refuge. The next verse, verse 27, says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Folks, if you just simply get things lined up, I mean, put the awe of the Lord, and the reverence for the Lord and the respect for the Lord into your life as it ought to be. The Bible says it's a fountain from which you can draw many, many good things. It is a fountain of life. Look at Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 16. It says there, better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. You know, a lot of people get this mixed up. They really get it mixed up. In fact, in today's world, there's too little fear of God and too much fear of man. We get so concerned about what somebody's going to think, what somebody's going to feel, what somebody's going to say. We get so concerned that somebody may be a family member, it may be somebody at work, but we're afraid that they're going to get their little snowflake feelings hurt, and we back away from the things that we ought to do all of the time. So the Lord lays out very clearly here the plan for us. We'll be better off to have less worldly possessions, but have the fear of God in place than we would to be multimillionaires and yet not be close to the Lord like we should be. So folks, let's get our perspective right. Let's get our value set and let's know that walking with the Lord and having the right attitude toward the Lord, all of that is greater treasure than everything that this world has to offer. Look at Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 28. We're just learning some things the Bible says about the fear of God. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. So there we really have a definition of this whole matter. It's a matter of us having an acceptable reverence and a godly fear toward the Lord himself. So it's not a matter of us running scared all the time. Sometimes people, you know, they just jump to conclusions. Something's wrong. Something's going to be crazy right here. Or they run to the left and they run to the right, never able to land on any solid decision. They're just flighty, unsteady. They're living in dread. And dear friend, that should not be. That should not be the way a Christian lives. But instead, we can have the grace of God. We can find out the good things of God that enables us to not be moved, this verse says. 
us. That is, we can be steady. We can be solid. We can live with our feet planted on the ground of the Word of God and thereby know that we have done what we should as we look to God with what he calls here in this verse, reverence and godly fear. Here are two more verses that will help us. In Psalm 115, verse 11 and verse 13, Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Listen, that is so special to know that the Lord will be our help. He will be our shield. I told you, and I've told you again on this broadcast as we have looked at these blessed words, there are benefits that come from getting lined up with the Lord like we should be. The 13th verse there in that 115th Psalm says, He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. So you don't have to be the king. You don't have to be the president. You don't have to be the governor of your state to get the blessing of the Lord. You may be just somebody that lives in a little house. You've got a small salary. You've got a little family. Nobody knows you much. But I'm telling you, dear friend, you don't have to be somebody that's looked upon as somebody great in the eyes of the world to be somebody who can get in on the blessing of God. Everybody who will walk with the Lord, who will give God the proper place that he ought to have. Listen, everybody can have the blessings that God offers and that he provides to those who will have this proper awe, proper reverence, and proper respect for him. Now, if you look down through this 128th Psalm that we're focused on today, there's a number of things. For example, verse number two tells me that this man is a working man who provides for himself. It says, for thou shalt eat the labor of thy hands. He gets himself in line with the Lord. He discovers that there is a biblical work ethic. And what he does, he goes out and goes to work. He's not going to be a beggar because he's going to find a way to make a living for himself. That second verse also tells me that this man's going to be a happy man. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Verse three tells me that he picks a good spouse. This man has the wisdom to pick somebody as his life mate who's going to be a blessing to him. You read further in that verse, it tells us that his children are going to bloom very early. They're going to be somebody that he'll be proud of. You get to verse number five, and I'm doing this hurriedly because time is running out on us, but verse number five says, the Lord shall bless thee out of Zion. That is, whenever you fit into the society, you fit into the country, you fit into the things around you, as a citizen, you're going to find favor with some of the folks who are in charge simply because you're walking with God. You have wisdom that some of them do not have. And when you look at the rest of verse number five, it says, Thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. That simply tells me that this blessed man will place a high value on his heritage and he will live by it all of his life. There's nothing like being steady. There's nothing like just being on track day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year in your personal life. It'll make an impact in your family if you'll do that. Your testimony will be spread abroad in the neighborhood where you live, in the town where you are. It will be a blessing to you to be a blessing to others if you'll simply do what you should do, walking with the Lord, as this verse says, all the days of your life. When you get to verse 6, you'll notice that it says, Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children. 
Now, some of us who have the privilege to be grandparents understand something about this children's children thing. We do understand that. We like that. We're blessed by that. And I'm telling you, if uh, your family is in any shape, form, or fashion moving like it ought to move, I mean, if it's becoming the family that it ought to be, when your family gets together, there ought not to be fighting. There ought not to be a war on a holiday simply because your family gathered in one spot to cook some hamburgers and uh, eat some watermelon and have a good time together. There ought not to be that kind of struggle or dread when your family gets together. And what we get out of this passage is your children and your children's children, as you build generation after generation, putting together the things of God like they should be, I mean, reverencing God, giving God place, Folks, listen, I'm telling you, this starts going to Sunday school, going to church on Sunday morning, going Sunday night, going in the midweek, getting in on everything that a church can provide and do for you. And if you'll do that, it will take hold in the life of your family, and it'll be a blessing to you. So we look here at this passage, and we learn that the fear of God motivates us to respectful obedience. Literally, it goads us, and it guides us. And it gladdens us as we look to the obedience that God would have us to give. What a blessing it is when we yield to the Lord and obey Him. These are the kinds of things, dear friend, that every one of us need to get hold of. We need to give attention to. We need to let the Lord have His place in our life. Well, we have two more sessions on these blessed words, and we'll look forward next week on Monday and Tuesday to looking at both of them. In the meantime, I hope that here during the weekend, you'll sit down, write me a note, and let me know that you're hearing the broadcast. It'll mean a lot to me just to hear from you. So let me know who you are, where you live, the station that you listen to, and we'll be tickled to hear from you. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. Or you can send an email to radio at swordofthelord.com. Looking forward to being right back here again Monday. And until then, God bless you. Have a good rest of this day and an absolutely great weekend. Goodbye for now.